When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell for your Friday morning. It's the 27th of January, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew with you, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 0457-736736, or before Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson this morning with no KFC tracksuit in sight, I would imagine, uh, with breakfast from 6am, uh, Patton Hills from 6am local time in Queensland. Ch- uh, big show, Chris Perkins, John Gallo will join me with Charlie Goodsir in the studio. Charlie, firstly, before we get to all the sport, hello, how are you? I'm doing well. Good morning. How are you? Good. You called many things this week around the SEN studios, but I'll just call you by your name, okay? Thank you. There's a lot of different <laughs> names. Now, Charlie... I was out yesterday afternoon and I thought uh, I, I went out just for a few casual drinks or whatever. It's probably asleep by 8.30. Little did I know that another member of this wonderful tradies and breakfast show team was out as well. What what, what happened? Uh, so... <clears throat> this is, this is, there you go. This is, this is where we made the mistake. It wasn't Friday. It was Thursday. It, it, it was Thursday. Yeah. Uh, I think we were both in here uh, working yesterday. Yep, very hard. And uh, especially with the aircons not, not working <laughs> in the office. <laughs> yes. But we we were here and it was a lovely day outside. Mm. And I, I knocked off at about one. You knocked off much earlier than that. Uh, yes. And yes, I did. I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to the beach. It's yep. a wonderful day. Uh is probably my favourite spot around Gordon's Bay, that mm-hmm. sort of area. So I went there mm. and then lo and behold, bump into a few mates. Mm. And they say, Oh, we're going to the, the Coogee Bay Hotel for a couple of drinks. Do you want to come? And I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll I'll stay for a little bit. Mm. And the Coogee Bay had these drinks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Coogee Bay had these yeah. drinks. Yeah. <laughs> they were tequila coladas. Ooh, yeah. And I was intrigued and I think in the, in the mood of, you know, summer, it was Australia Day, public holiday. Mm. I was like, Yeah, I'll I'll try one of those. Mm. Absolutely delicious. I'm not much of a pina colada person in general, but these were sublime. Now, of course, always drink responsibly. Of but course, ha- but yeah. how much? Do you, how many of did you? So you're intrigued, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you're intrigued, you have one. Yep. Were you more than just intrigued? I think I had five or six. Five or six. Okay. And <laughs> what time uh, was the final drink? Around seven thirty. Now, was that the actual time the final drink happened? I'm pretty certain. Pretty I think, certain. I, I, think okay. I got I got home at about eight thirty. I don't oh, remember okay. having another drink after that. That's not but too. They bad. were absolutely delicious. Mm. So I highly recommend if you go to the Coogee Bay Hotel, if you get a chance to, they've yeah. got tequila coladas and Paloma um, uh, daiquiris as well. Mm, okay. Uh, and nice. they're they're both frozen cocktails. Yes. And big fan of frozen. Wow. Cocktails. They mm. were exactly what I needed on a hot day yesterday. And just one final question before we get onto the sport: How are you feeling this morning? Uh not. Awful. Yeah. I, I drank a lot of water before I went mm. to bed and this morning. Very smart. Um, we'll s- ask me again around 10, 10.30. And, I will. Uh, well, I'll let you know. Let's face it, I'll be out of the office by then. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I will ask you on my way out. And I'm sure you have a quiet weekend planned as well. Nothing, nothing to do at all. Nothing at all. Um, let's get on to the sports. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, four minutes into the show. Uh, Australian Open. Jaleesa Apps, who 
was dressed in her lovely KFC outfit, which made, I don't know about you, made me very hungry yesterday yeah. morning. Oh, it certainly did. It's great advertising. Yeah. Um, she should be getting paid for it, but she's not. Um, but she said something, it was hard to take anything she said yesterday, seriously. But she goes, I think early on in the show to Jimmy Smith, that the Australian Open is boring. And Nen has said this uh, this year, and has said this a few, said it a few times throughout the show. Now, I can probably understand that the past couple of days I have probably lived up to the hype. There have been a lot of straight set matches. The women's finals are decided, which I'll go to shortly. Do you think the Australian Open's been boring this year? Because I think maybe take the past couple of days out of it. I think far from it. The past couple of days, yeah. I think some of the matches haven't lived up to the hype. There have mm. been a lot of straight sets, victories, as you, as you said. Mm. Uh, but I think that's rubbish. I yeah. don't think it's boring at all. Yeah. I, I think what is boring is the same three players, Roger, uh, Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal, and Novak Djokovic winning every single major tournament. Mm. I like that there's these new crop of mm. stars coming through. I like that Tommy Paul from the USA <laughs> is one win away from making a final, albeit he has to play mm. Novak Djokovic. Yes. Look, stranger things have happened. Mm. I, I think that's what makes it exciting is seeing these new players, seeing yep. new names... And the tennis, mm. as long as the tennis is good, mm. which it absolutely has been, mm. a lot of five-set thrillers mm. uh, throughout, mm. I think it's fantastic. I, I do agree that probably the first week was a lot better, Yep. Uh, especially because there was more tennis on. Yeah. I think these sort of matches haven't really, these second-week uh, mm. matches haven't really lived up to the hype. No. I think the, the Demon Oil Clash was boring. Mm. Uh, I shouldn't say boring, but just... It, it, easy. For it was just an easy, yeah. and it was over in two hours. Yep. The Rublev uh, match between Nokovic as well, that was a little bit more exciting, but again, over in straight sets. Mm. But I, I don't think you can argue it's boring just because you don't know the names of the players. We were making a comment uh, earlier on in the week about how good uh, most of the afternoon matches have been, the men's matches starting at three. And a lot of them uh, last week and at the early part of this week, we're going to five set matches. Now that's sort of changed over the past couple of days. I agree with you. I, I don't think it's been boring. I think... Maybe for the casual tennis fan who may only watch the big names or may only watch the Australians, they might be finding it difficult. But this was always going to happen. And Novak's still there. And look, I think Novak is going to be very, very hard to beat. I'll get your opinion on that in a minute. But at the end of the day, it's like any sport. You get a new generation. A superstar will retire. Superstars will retire. And different people come in and take their place. Yeah, exactly. And I don't understand this fascination with just watching the big names. I think mm. the best part about the Australian Open is just, especially the early days of the Australian Open, mm. from 11 o'clock onwards, yep. there is tennis happening the whole time. So if you're watching a game, oh, it's not really exciting. You can literally just flick over to anything else. Mm. And I'll watch two wild cards and a, a qualifier or something mm. like that. Mm. And it could be a really exciting match between two really even rivals. I think Think back to the uh, to the Kokonakis um, Kokonakis and Andy Murray game. Mm. Like, I don't think anyone expected that to go to five sets. Mm. goes to five sets against two opponents that, sure, are a bit more recognized names, but in terms of their ranking, not stars. I think mm. Yannick Sinner and uh, Fuskovic from Bulgaria, mm. that went to five sets. I can mm. guarantee you no one's heard of Fuskovic, who is a casual observer. Mm. I think maybe, maybe people have heard Yannick Sinner in passing, mm. but he's a young star on the rise, mm. one of these Carlos Alcaraz types. Mm. So just give it a chance. Just yeah. look, I, I, I highly recommend for anyone up in the, watching the Australian Open this year and maybe finds it boring, when the French Open rolls around, mm. when the US Open, Wimbledon, I think everyone watches Wimbledon, but yeah. try and watch these other players, these up-and-coming players, 
What? I occasionally switch on, um, not that I know it's on, but if I'm just flicking around the channels, not even when the Grand Slam's on, there's some. There's always a tennis tournament somewhere in the world. Like, um, very rarely will I sit there and watch a whole match, but if there's nothing else on, I'll watch it for 20 minutes, half an hour. Tennis is very easy viewing. Yes, very it's very easy, easy viewing. Uh, let me get, I just want to get your thoughts on Clint Newton yesterday and what he had to say on breakfast, but let me get your thoughts, tips on who is going to win the Australian Open. So last night, uh, Robert Keena beat Victoria Azarenka, which I was a bit disappointed about. It would be a good story to see Azarenka uh, win, but Rubikina looking good as well. 7-6, won the first set in a tiebreaker, 7-4, and then won the second set, 6-3. Um, and Sabalenka beat Lynette, 7-6. Uh, that also went to a tiebreaker in the first set, and then 6-2. So that means tomorrow night it will be Rubikina up against Sabalenka. Of course, Rubikina, a former Wimbledon champion. Who are you going to tip in this match tomorrow night? Uh, I, I think... I'd like to see uh, Robbie Keener win because mm. I think she's a very solid uh, tennis player. Mm. But in terms of who has played the best throughout the tournament and who, what my head is saying, I think uh, Sabalenka will win. Okay. I remember Sabalenka always being a real hothead. Yes. Uh, I, there was a match against, I want to say it was Daria uh, Gavrilova mm. back, back in the day mm. where Sabalenka kept screaming really loudly and yeah. the crowd started imitating her. Mm. Mm. Uh, and that was at the Australian Open. Mm. So that so that was funny. And then I remember there was another match. Um, I think it might have been Roland Garros where uh, she just her serve just completely broke down, and mm. she was in tears, and she just couldn't serve. Um, I think she had like maybe three or four double faults in a row, something mm. like that. Mm. Um, and she just completely lost it. Mm. And I thought, oh, this player is good, but she'll never win a Grand Slam just because she doesn't have that mental composure. Mm. That's all changed now. She, has, she is yeah. as calm as anything. She is as clinical as anything. So mm. I'm picking her to uh, win the final. Uh, well, usually your usually your predictions don't go too well. I actually, but not because of that. I think Robert Keenan would will win. And I said what, when she beat Schwantek last Sunday, I think it was, she's going to be very hard to beat. But it has the makings of a very, very good final tomorrow night in the women's side. Now, the men's, the two semifinals on today. Really looking forward to the one that will start around 2.30 Sydney time, one thirty Queensland. Uh, Hutchinov up against Sitsipas, and then Novak Djokovic up against Tommy Paul tonight from 7.30. Firstly, who are the two players that are going to make the final, and then who wins on Sunday night? I think um, uh, Karen Kachinov is going to cause a bit of an upset. Mm. I really like uh, his game. I, I think, think he's fantastic. I think this one, this one has the making of a five-set thriller. I think so too. And I think Sitsipas, who has been more mature this Australian yeah, Open, yeah. I think is looking a lot better. But I just think – I just don't trust him enough to – I don't know, hold that composure. We saw that almost brain fade mm. uh, in the quarterfinal where he mm. nearly whacked a ball, boy. Mm. Um, I I think Kachanov will win in five sets. I think he'll take the opening set, Yep. lose the next two, Yep. and then miraculously win the fourth, <laughs> yep. and then use that momentum. Uh, come back, um, clip that up Monday morning. Yep. Uh, if that doesn't happen... Yep. Uh, who knows? I'm away Monday, but I'll do it for Tuesday anyway. Perfect. Be well worth repeating. Um, and on the other side, I really like Tommy Paul. Yeah. But. Please. It's <laughs> not about Djokovic. Okay. Like, right. I think, like I said yesterday, the stat that I put out for breakfast, the man hasn't lost at Melbourne Park in 1,800 and now 31 days. Very good. Um, so, yeah, I think it's Djokovic in straight sets. It might not be a, a six love, six love, six love. It might not be a triple bagel. Mm. Um, yeah, it'll be tough. But if if Tommy Paul can steal a set, mm. 
You never know. And who wins on Sunday night? Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic, yeah. And, uh, look, I, I think, yeah, uh, looking forward to this afternoon's match, but I just think Novak wins. I just hope that whoever does play, let's presume Novak wins tonight, whoever does play him in the final, at least let's hope it's competitive. It's not a three-set uh, win, which we saw a couple of years ago. It was just, it's very underwhelming for a final. Very yes. underwhelming. Yeah, with a final, you want yeah. it to go the distance. Yeah, last year's was good. Uh, just before I let you go, you're busy preparing your stats in the birthday game for breakfast. Um, Clint Newton was on breakfast yesterday with Jimmy and Jaleesa. A bit of talk that they're now going to meet uh, the NRL and the RLPA at some point soon. This needs to be sorted, surely. We're now less than five weeks away from the start of the season. What did you think of what he had to say yesterday? And I was having a drink with a friend last yesterday, and he's, again, sort of a rugby league fan that doesn't work in the media, loves the game, and said, can we just get this sorted? Yeah, I I think the the part that stood out to me the most in when he when he spoke was that um he he said that as as the responsibility of the players we mm. need to sort it out. Yeah. So we don't want to be in this position at all. Mm. But we're not going to accept a substandard deal. Mm. Which I think is absolutely fair enough. Mm. I think I, I think they've made their position quite clear. I think it's taken a while for them to get there, but I think now that we know what they're fighting for in terms of the women's game for, for pregnancy and parental mm. uh, stipulations, all that, all that jazz. I think we now have a better understanding of what is in the CBA and what mm. they're fighting for. And mm. I don't think it's that unreasonable. Yep. I think it just, whatever happens, I think this needs to be like a bunker conference call sort of thing where you, you shut the doors, no one's allowed to leave until you just iron it out and get it done. Yep. Just in the next, like, you know, it's going to, roll over in five years' time and you've got to do it again and there'll be changes, of course. You're just like, and that's fine. The, I think the NRL just need to have that in the back of your mind that this isn't going to be the CBA forever. Mm. It's going to be five years. Mm. Five years isn't that long of a time. Mm. It can change. I think mm. the game's in a pretty healthy position. Mm. It just needs to be done. Yep. And <clears throat> the RLPA aren't backing down. So just... I don't. I don't see any resolution yep. other than it just gets signed. Yep. Um. And I think Clint Unit was very well spoken yesterday in the demands of the players and also the real the realistic nature of maybe everything's not going to get done, but we're not going to accept anything less than what we think we deserve. Yeah. And the preseason challenge only a couple of weeks away. Uh. No, I won't ask that. Thank you. Uh. For your wonderful uh, work this morning, Charlie. Now I've got some painkillers, Barocca. Anything you want. We can just go down to the chemist. Barocca would be perfect. Yeah, I, I was going to bring some in. Oh, oh, that's all right. That's okay. You'll, that's okay. You'll survive. I will hear you later with the great birthday game. Um, and then also uh, stats of Jimmy let you. Well, you haven't got your friend Jaleesa here today, so we don't know if Jimmy's going to let you in the studio. I, I don't think so. No. But definitely the birthday game. Definitely the birthday game. You yep. can't stop me from doing that. No, no. He's a big fan. Thank you, uh, Charlie. Uh, he'll be back with me next week. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or you can call the open line 1-300- 0-1-E-11-70. Any tips about the Coogee Bay Hotel? Let Charlie know. Uh, and also, uh, the Australian Open. Has it been boring? I don't think so. I think it's been uh, pretty entertaining. Um, and who does win the Australian Open on both sides of the draw? The men's and uh, the women's. 0457 736 736 or one 300 one 11 70 As I say, 
Elena Rabakina and also uh, Sabalenka through to the final uh, to be held tomorrow night in Melbourne Park at Rod Laver Arena. 0457 736 736, the text number. You can call the open line anytime. 1300 01 1170. On the other side of this, we're going to cross to America. Uh, we'll chat to Chris Perkins and I'll bring you the latest in the saga between the NRL and the RLPA. It's quarter past five, quarter past four in Queensland. This is Trady's News in a Nutshell. Certainly is good to have your company. We're going to have a chat to Chris Perkins in just a second from America. 0457 736 736 is our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736 Just before we get to Chris, the NRL, as I mentioned uh, with Charlie, will refuse to offer disgruntled players more money as the pay war reaches judgment day uh, with league chief Andrew Abdo to face union boss Clint Newton in a final showdown. Uh, so it's revealed that the NRL has made its final financial offer to the Rugby League Players Association and will not be increasing the $1.347 billion proposal. The players have already rejected five collective bargaining agreement offers from the NRL since August last year, with the last of those just coming a fortnight ago. While the RLPA rejected the last term sheet for the NRL, it is yet to formally make a new proposal to the game's governing body for consideration. So it looks like... Clint Newton, who was on breakfast with Jimmy and Jaleesa yesterday, and uh, and he said they've been a bit reluctant to meet uh, the NRL, have been a bit reluctant to meet with the RLPA, but it does look like in the coming days, coming week, uh, uh, that they are going to uh, meet again. They met on Tuesday um, without reaching a resolution, but they are set to meet again very, very soon. So hopefully uh, this will get sorted out over the next week or so as we get ready for a huge NRL season, which everyone is looking forward to. We just want to get it underway and get this sorted. Of course, uh, Chris Perkins in America is on the line. He could, of course, send his 160 rugby league players from America, which would be great, but I think would probably prefer the NRL starting. Uh, morning, Chris. How are you going? Uh, I'm good. I, yeah, I think you would prefer the, the regular standard star NRL players instead of unknown guys with funny accents. Yes, look, uh, we would, although I'm sure there'd be some stars in that team, uh, in the American Rugby League, that we could discover as they come over here and play uh, Rugby League. But no, we, we would prefer the NRL uh, to just get out of the way without any, any issues. We would very much... We'd, look, uh, no offence, we appreciate the offer, Chris, but we'd still prefer our own players. Yeah, yeah, well, you you would prefer not to accept the offer. Correct. Uh, it, it's nice to be thought of. It, it's nice to be thought of in your hour of need, but yeah, let's see if we can figure out another direction, right? Yes, exactly. Your hundred be sent right. I'll talk to you about Sitsipas in a minute because your man is still there. But let's get on to the American sport first, and a big, big weekend coming up. Championship Sunday. Tell us how do you think this weekend is going to go in the NFL as we head towards? Well, two teams after this weekend are going to be featuring the Super Bowl in just over a fortnight's time from now. Yeah, well, I'll tell you that these these four teams that are left in in the in the running for the Vince Lombardi Trophy, it is close to say the least. Um, pulling up mm. the the numbers right now um, in the lead ups or their their odds of winning the uh, the Super Bowl, I you're you're seeing the, these four teams so close together. Their odds are somewhere between plus two hundred and plus three hundred. Mm. Uh, so you don't see one outlier. 
you know, one outlier that, that's a ridiculous long shot and you don't see any clear-cut favorite. And, and you see kind of how the uh, how the lines are right now. you got the AFC Championship game with Cincinnati and Kansas City. This is a line that's been jumping around like crazy since it opened on Sunday night. Originally opened at Kansas City minus three, but a lot of money came in on Cincinnati quickly. It shifted, it came down, it wound up flipping all the way out to uh, Cincinnati minus two and a half points um, yesterday. Mm. Uh, It's come back, it's now Cincinnati is back to being an underdog, at least according to FanDuel. It's a one-point spread now uh, with Kansas City being the favorite. And a lot of that, the reason for that is, is because Patrick Mahomes was a full participant in practice yesterday. He suffered a high ankle sprain in the first quarter Sunday against, or Saturday against Jacksonville, and there were concerns because you hear high ankle sprain, you're thinking that's a multi-week injury and very difficult to play on. He was a full participant in practice yesterday in Kansas City. And if you saw his press availability afterwards, uh, there was video of him walking off the platform, off the stage, and, and heading back in, in wherever in the Kansas City facility. Uh, and either he is fully 100% healthy, which he says he is, or he is a well-trained professional wrestler at the art of no-selling. Because there was no limp, uh, there, he wasn't walking slow, uh, no pain mm. it looked like, so... I think a lot of betters are taking that into account, and that's why this line split back to Kansas City being a one-point favorite in this game on Sunday. All right. So I know I asked you earlier in the week uh, on Tuesday when we spoke, who would you be tipping to win the whole thing? Who are the two teams that you expect? And I know you say it's all going to be close, but I'm going to ask you because you, you do like making your predictions. Who are the two teams that will be oh. fe- that will be featuring in the Super Bowl in, what, 17 days' time from now, give or take? Yeah, I, I I look at these two games. I lean Cincinnati mm. in the AFC Championship game because because uh, Joe Burrow he's three and zero against the Chiefs in the last thirteen months. This will be their fourth meeting in thirteen months between the Chiefs and the and the Bengals. Mm. They won an Arrowhead a year ago, uh, so the Bengals they know how to win these tough tough road games and very hostile environments, which Arrowhead is. Mm. Same time, Kansas City looking for a little bit of revenge and another trip to a Super Bowl. So whoever comes out on this one, on both of these games, in all honesty, it is going to be insanely close in both of these games. We'll go Mm -hmm. down to the wire. I I said earlier in the overnight crowd, I'm leaning Cincinnati Mm -hmm. in, in the AFC because of that experience. On the NFC side, I don't even have a lean right now. These are two so evenly matched teams. Philadelphia, they're at home. They'll make it a hostile environment for the 49ers. And you're still, you're, we're still waiting to see if it becomes mid, if it, it's midnight for Brock Purdy and his carriage turns back into a pumpkin. It, we've been waiting for it, though, for two months, and it hasn't happened yet. That's mm. the thing. Mm. But going into Philly, NFC Championship game, uh, it'll, it'll be the toughest atmosphere he has been in so far in his career. Uh, this game on Sunday. So uh, I'm going to lean, though, I'm going to lean toward the Eagles 
in, in that NFC championship game, but it, it's a very slight lean right now. All right. Well, we'll see how you go when we speak again on Tuesday. Um, very quickly, uh, before I just want to talk a bit of tennis with you before you go, but just very quickly, uh, NFL finalist awards as well. Yeah, the award, uh, we have uh, the finalists for all the awards, uh, the the big awards. Um, I've got to pull that back up, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the 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 main major awards, which will be handed out the Thursday before the Super Bowl mm. um, next month, so two weeks actually from tonight is when they will be they'll be handed out. Mm. Uh, and of course, we're talking MVP. We're talking um, offensive player of the year, coach of the year. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes is on the list. An interesting addition to the rookie of the year race, though, Brock Purdy. Mentioned mm. him a little bit ago. Mm. Uh, he only played, you know, five, six games this season, mm. but he's uh, getting run for uh, for um, rookie of the year uh, in in the in the NFL. Despite the fact that he didn't play much, a lot of people are saying, "Hey, where's Brees Hall? That he only played six games in the regular season before he got hurt, and, and he was fantastic." But he was the it was the first six games of the year that he was playing. But uh, some of the award nominees uh, for MVP, you got Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Jefferson. One of these things is not like the other. Somehow a wide receiver snuck in to be a finalist for what's become a quarterback award with Justin Jefferson of the Vikings. Uh, he's also been a nominee for Offensive Player of the Year or a finalist. Coach of the Year finalist, Brian Dable mm. of the Giants, Doug Peterson of the Jaguars, Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers. I think it'll be uh, Peterson who gets that one uh, just because of the job he's done with Jacksonville, turning mm. them from the worst team in the league to, uh, in a, to an AFC South title and a playoff win his first year there in Jacksonville, really turning that thing around in a hurry down there. All right, going to be very, very interesting. Just quickly on the tennis, Sitsipas, you predicted him, well, once Kyrgios was ruled out, you predicted him uh, to win the whole thing. He's in action a little later on today in about eight hours' time, semifinal against Hutchinov. Uh, you'll be hoping that Sitsipas goes all the way. Uh, just uh, on that, but also on Novak Djokovic opponent tonight, our time, uh, Tommy Paul has sort of come out of nowhere, at least for Australian audiences. Is that making much news over there in America that in, what, 12 yeah. hours' time he's going to be in a semifinal against Novak Djokovic? Yeah, it is. 35th-ranked Tommy Paul. In fact, top of the ESPN.com page, their tennis page anyway, hmm. uh, the headline says, Tommy Paul's remarkable under-the-radar run at the Australian Open. Not bad. I not bad for a guy who spent the entire first week of the tournament out on the outer courts. Now he gets to play in showpieces mm. in, in the big stadiums and, and gets a chance. And he's the only unseated guy who's in the semifinal, ranked 35th yep. in the world. He, he's getting his dream shot, and his, his his ranking numbers should go up at least a little bit after after this nice run, but. Who knows? Pull it upset. Maybe he maybe he'll be the first American man in 790 years to win a major. Well, there you go. Um, it will be very it will be very interesting. I mean, everyone's tipping Novak, and rightly so because he's been in very good form, especially this week. Right. But you just never know, do you? You never know. Funnier things have happened in sport, and um, what a story it would be. But he's got to bring his A game. But it'll still be a very good match. Uh, Chris, great stuff. I look forward to talking to you next Tuesday. Get your thoughts on uh, what happened over the weekend. We'll see if Sitsipas gets up for you as well over the course of the weekend, and we'll chat again on Tuesday. 
Yeah, if we wind up surpassing Paul, I'm going to be a happy guy in the in the final, one way or the other. Yeah, I know. So I, I'm perfectly okay with that. So, was, but yeah, Tommy Paul, you know, good luck to him. Uh, it would be nice to see if he could pull the upset. But we'll talk next week all about it. Thank you, Chris. Have a good weekend. You too. Chris Perkins in America talking all things sport. 0457 736 736 uh, or 1300 01 Asking you this morning, uh, have you found the Australian Open boring uh, this year? Me and Charlie were talking about it before Julissa said she did uh, yesterday. I still think it's been pretty good, albeit the past couple of days haven't been great, but really looking forward to the semifinals today and then the finals over the course of the weekend. You'll hear all of that, by the way, on SEN right across the weekend. Our coverage actually starting from 2 p.m. this afternoon uh, with both semifinals here on SEN. Um, and the Rugby League. Uh, did you hear Clint Newton on breakfast yesterday with Jimmy and Jaleesa? Has it changed your mind? Um, they are looking like Clint Newton and Andrew Abdo will sit down and meet at some point in the next... Uh, week, didn't say a date, but in the next week, they rejected uh, the latest NRL proposal. Uh, however, they are yet to formally make a new proposal to the game's governing body, the RLPA, for consideration. At, um, the Kingswood Welder on 0457 736 736 has said, hi again, uh, Daniel. Did I hear correct that Clint Newton has not provided the NRL with an alternative financial uh, proposal? Uh, he's so far out of his depth, it's not funny. Well, uh, the RLPA haven't. I don't know if it's just him, but the RLPA have not yet formally. That doesn't mean there isn't one coming or there isn't one that might be presented to Andrew Abdo when they next meet. But formally, according to what I'm reading here, no. But there is going to be another meeting uh, very soon and hopefully one way or another it will get sorted out. For what it's worth, uh, I think Clint Uden spoke very well uh, yesterday on uh, breakfast. I think he explained things uh, quite well. 0457, as did uh, Keely Davis earlier on in the week uh, on Channel 10 News as well. 0457 736 or 1300-01170. Plenty more to come. We'll talk football on the other side of this. It is Jimmy Smith, uh, not Julie Strapes, Jimmy Smith, James Magnuson coming up with breakfast after 6 a.m. Uh, Queensland, this is you'll get the first hour of Jimmy and James, and then you'll get padded heels from 6 a.m. local time. Uh, Townsville Rugby League prospect Damien Marshall has knocked back offers from the Sydney Roosters and South Sydney Rabbitohs uh, to sign a two-year contract with the Bulldogs. Now, now after graduating uh, in 2021, the West from college, the Western Lions junior took a st- huge step in his career this week when he secured his place in Belmore. Uh, Their coach, Jacob Burke, uh, the Lions uh, coach, Jacob Burke, said Marshall had the right mindset to make it all the way to the NRL. He said he's obviously got the talent. He's a freak of a player. He has a freak uh, stature on him, but probably the best thing about him is his mindset. He's a fitness freak. He wins nearly all of our sessions, if not every single one of them. And I know he wins a lot of the Blackhawk sessions as well. He was a standout last year in 2022. Uh, coming off a season where he led the Black Hawk to the Queensland Championship in the Mel Meninga Cup. So another handy pickup potentially, even though it's young and yet to be proven for the Bulldogs. Uh, let's talk to John Gallo now. He is on the line. Morning to you, John. Morning to you, Dan. Uh, How are we? Yes, very, very well. Uh, are you working today? I uh, didn't ask. A lot of people, I reckon, would have had a long weekend. They would have had yesterday off and probably made today a uh, day off as well. Are you... Doing that, or are you going to work? No, we're working today. Apparently, I don't know whether this is true or not, but I did hear that Albanese was asked a question about working on the Friday, and he said, "Well, if bosses want to turn it to, uh, you know, having to work through Australia Day and then actually have the Friday off, they're more than welcome." 
Uh, I don't know whether that was true or not, but uh, uh, we have to work on Friday. So company policy, Dan, one of those documents is hidden in the top drawer somewhere in someone's room, you know, referred to as company policy. Well, so, yeah. I also worked yesterday, John, So although I am taking Monday off. But anyway, uh, that, that's another story. Yeah. Uh, however, um, what was I going to say? Yes, uh, uh, look, I think there's, I think I read an article saying that uh, a lot of sickies are going to be taken uh, today, which does not uh, surprise me, but me and you, we are too good to do such a thing. Uh, now, uh, let's no. talk. So there's no English Premier League this weekend, but there is a lot of FA Cup this weekend. Now, we, that's fourth round. We won't look at every single match because there's about a hundred of them, but let's, <laughs> let's have a look at some of the big matches. And what a, what a match to start off with tomorrow morning at 7am Man City up against Arsenal in the fourth round of the FA Cup Yeah look the fourth round of the FA Cup is still early days and it's probably not the most exciting football or matchups you're going to see because normally you do see the Premier League sides come up against you know League One and Championship teams uh, but this one will be exciting two top Premier League sides first versus second in the uh, Premier League ladder coming together in round four of the FA Cup. Bit of a shame, really, because it would have been good to see these two sides face each other a little bit later in the tournament. But, uh, however, this is the case. But I'm really looking forward to the to the managerial tactics between both Mikel Arteta and Pep Guardiola. Be interesting to see whether they play their full-strength team or not. I doubt it very much they will, having the Premier League. And also, from Man City's point of view, they'll have the Champions League in the back of their mind. But it'll be good to see some of the young talent coming through. There's so much depth there that Man City can trial with that it won't be funny. But also, Mikel Arteta has some depth as well in his young squad coming through. So uh, some, some great matchups there. And I think overall, what a great, fantastic game it will be. Who's going to be the winner? I think that's a real tough uh, question to, to ask at this point in time because I think it's a real flip of the coin. Both these teams doing very, very well, both managed very, very well. So uh, I think it's going to be hard to pick. But if I had to pick the team, I'd, I'd most likely slightly lean towards Man City. All right, Man City. John, we've known each other a very long time. I know I've asked you this before, but who is your football team over in the UK? Uh, my favourite team, actually, is the uh, the Mighty Owls, Sheffield Wednesday. Okay. Um, right. And, yeah, that, that's because it was my first ever team that I saw when I went to see my family who lived in Sheffield. Mm. They took me to the uh, the Sheffield Derby between Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield United. So that is my favourite team, Dan, the, the shock and surprise of many. I thought it was. I just, I just you know, it's 5.40 in the morning. It's hard to remember these things. Uh, now, another game, a yeah. uh, couple of games tomorrow. We'll just look at the games the Premier League teams are involved in predominantly. Uh, Leicester City, they will travel to Walsall and play them. I would imagine Leicester City will probably win this match, but you never know. Yeah, it's pronounced Warsaw, not Warsaw. So yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> those listeners, it may be, you know, not Warsaw, Poland, Warsaw in actual uh, UK. Uh, but uh, yes, no, it's going to be a great game, hopefully, uh, for, for the viewers. I mean, Leicester City will want a great game because Brendan Rodgers has had a bit of an inconsistent season in the Premier League. But um, yeah, I think, look, I mean, hopefully for Leicester City's sake, they can go deep into the competition and take some of that pressure off that's been mounting on uh, Brendan Rodgers' shoulders particularly early on in the Premier League season. He's recorrected that now with recent form, but hopefully for their sake they have a deep FA Cup run, which would be uh, doing them the world of good. Leeds United are up against Accrington Stanley. Accrington Stanley only uh, got through to this round just the other morning. Do you give them much chance against Leeds? No, <laughs> but, but, you know. In a word. <laughs> no, but uh, look, I mean, anything can happen. I mean, Accrington Stanley, the difficulty thing with these sides is that they can surprise you. And uh, for them, the FA Cup is such a huge tournament. They put a lot of effort into it. The players are obviously young and they're trying to prove themselves to their current manager as well as to possible future clubs out there that might have a few scouts 
lurking about somewhere. So Fafkin Stanley, I think they'll definitely be up for it. But I think for Leeds United, they should be too good. Jesse Marsh, again, similar situation to Leicester City. They've had pressure all season long because they had a really turbulent season and uh, been floating around that relegation zone for some part. I know they found form recently and got themselves a little bit further away from it, but I just think for Leeds United, they want a deep FA Cup run. They're a big club, Leeds United, well-supported fan base, so I expect them to be uh, too strong in the end. In a word, uh, before you move to another game, does your team, Sheffield Wednesday, beat Fleetwood? Yes, I think they do. I think they do, Dan. Okay. Uh, and that's a few words there. But yes, yes, they do. But I think because of the fact they've done very, very well domestically in the uh, in the league at the moment, they're, they're flying high. They're in promotion spots, so they could be up into the championship soon, Dan. But, uh, gee, it would be good to, to watch them on a regular basis. It's just very difficult to watch them now. Mm. You know, the other side of the world, and they're not based in the Premier League. But anyway... Uh, they, Some better times to come, Dan. I'm sure. Times yeah, to come. I'm sure you made everyone a bit depressed there. Uh, Blackburn will take on <laughs> Birmingham. Uh, Southampton, uh, they beat Blackpool. You reckon on Sunday morning at two a.m.? Uh, look, I think I think they do. I think just simply because Southampton have got a lot to play for at the moment. They're the bottom all around there in the Premier League at the moment, sitting right in the relegation dogfight. I think they've got to try and find some kind of way of turning their season around, Dan. So hopefully this is it. Having a good FA Cup run will do them the more to good. And surely they're going to be too good for Blackpool. Uh, you'd hope so. I so. As uh, I see a uh, garbage bin float on the floor. But anyway, yeah. I okay. think they should be too good. That's some, cool. some interesting things happened in Newcastle, John. Uh, Ipswich Town, yeah. uh, as we know, Ipswich Town will play uh, yeah. Burnley. Uh, also, Sunday morning, 2 a.m., Bristol City up against West Brom. Yeah, well, look, I think this will be a big game. Uh, two teams, Bristol City and, and West Brom, very historic football clubs. I, I'm going slightly lean towards West, West Brom. I think that uh, they should have a deep FA Cup run somewhat, so... I think they'll be too good. It'd be difficult to pick, but I think they'll be too good. By the way, when I say some interesting things happened in Newcastle, it's because John lives there. I wasn't just randomly saying some interesting things happened yeah. in Newcastle, which yeah. they do. Uh, Great Luton, city, though. It, yeah. it is a very good city, actually. Uh, Luton Town take on at Groomsby Town, especially at 1am in the morning. Uh, Fulham will play Sunderland. This is 2am Sunday morning. Yeah, look, I'm going to back Fulham on this one. I think they've been too good in the Premier League. They've had a great uh, season. Marco Silva's got them playing some really good football. I think there's a lot of confidence and brewing in that dressing room at the moment. So I think that will do the players well. But I hope for Fulham's sake they have a deep FA Cup run as well. I'm going to back Fulham from this one. And just quickly through these two matches, then I want to ask you about this Liverpool match. But firstly, Preston up against Tottenham. Tottenham, you'd imagine, win that one. And Man United host Reading. You expecting wins for both Man United and Tottenham? I think so. I think uh, for Tottenham's point of view, they'll definitely want that to happen because, you know, Conte is a man under, under a bit of pressure at the moment. He's rumoured not to be re-signing his contract at the end of the season, which would be a big loss, I think, for Spurs. Um, but I, I think if they have an FA Cup run, that uh, will be a, a good you know, thing for, for Spurs fans. I think that'll be too good. And Man United, again, Ten Hag, I think he's turning things around at, at United slowly but surely. I think they'll be too good. I think they'll go deep into the FA Cup themselves as well. Those matches both early on Sunday morning. And the last one I'll ask you about, uh, Brighton will play Liverpool. Uh, That's going to be Monday morning at 12.30. It's going to be an interesting one, this, because we know Liverpool has still been struggling recently. Brighton have been playing pretty well in the Premier League. This will be a good match. Yeah, well, last time they faced each other in the Premier League, Brighton mm. wiped the floor with Liverpool 3-0. So, yeah, I think I think you'd imagine it would be a great game. I think besides the Man City and Arsenal game, this is probably another one to circle in your diary there, Dan. And, mm. uh, yeah, I think this so would be cool. a fantastic game for Brighton. 
Um, but yeah, I think Liverpool will be up for it as well, though, because they have had a really tough season in the Premier League, backed against the wall type of stuff, and they've copped a lot of criticism from all kinds of directions with their lack of form and lack of results to go with. Uh, so you'd imagine the players will be up to prove a point here, and a lot of them you'd imagine as well will be trying to play for for starting eleven spot against with Jurgen Klopp, because a lot of them probably haven't had the opportunity to do that so far this season. So hopefully, with the rotation of the squad, he's able to uh, try out some of the young. Academy players out, which would be good as well for Liverpool. All right, the other games: uh, Stoke City, Stephen uh, Stevenage, uh, one a.m. Monday morning. Wrexham will play Sheffield United. That'll be three thirty a.m. Monday morning, and on Tuesday, and we'll speak to you before this game anyway. Derby County take on uh, West Ham. That's Tuesday morning at six forty-five a.m. Five forty-five in in Brisbane. Uh, a League yesterday, by the way, Sydney FC two over Melbourne victory one. So good result uh, for Sydney FC in Melbourne away from Sydney. Um, and a heap of games this weekend continues though tonight at seven forty-five p.m. with the Newcastle Jets taking on the Brisbane Roar. Just before I let you go, John, on the text 0457 736 736. This text has come in saying, and I'm honoured because this man made the switch to SEN Breakfast, listening to SEN Breakfast, and got in contact with Jimmy Smith and Jaleesa Apps earlier on in the week. Well, he's now listing to tradies. We're, we're making it in the world. Good morning, Daniel. Okay. Good morning, Daniel. I'm I'm up and about listing from Alan Belford Jones. So he has made the switch to SEN, which I could not recommend more. So thank you, Alan, for listening. And any feedback, any tips would be much appreciated. Uh, John, perfect. Great stuff. As you always, have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk again on Tuesday. You too, mate. Rest up and uh, we'll talk again soon. Yes, looking forward uh, to that and we'll review all the FA Cup action. Have a wonderful weekend, John. You too, mate. Take care. Uh, John Gallo talking all things football. We do that for Makita, by the way. This season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Nice to have Alan listing. Uh, we'll take a break, come back and wrap things up. Uh, show Breakfast show not too far away with Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson. But we'll come back and wrap things up in just a sec. It's 10 to 6 in New South Wales, 10 to 5 in Queensland. Oh, there it is. Uh, almost time for me to get out of here. NBL last night, the Breakers 99 had a pretty big win over the Brisbane Bullets 71. Uh, tonight, the Sydney Kings back in action uh, in Tasmania up against the Jacker Jumpers. That'll be at 7.30 p.m. tonight, 6.30 Queensland time. And also a little later on tonight in Perth at 9.30, the Wildcats will take on the Illawarra Hawks. So a late night basketball tonight in the NBL. As I mentioned, uh, the women's final decided in the Australian Open as well. Uh, Victoria Azarenka going down to Rubikina last night and Sabalenka also winning through. So that will be the women's final tomorrow night. And the men's semifinals uh, a little later on today from 2.30pm. Tsitsipas up against uh, Hutchinov and then uh, 7.30 tonight will be Novak Djokovic up against Tommy Paul of America to decide who's going to be playing in the men's final on Sunday night. Um, Now, Australia was in cruise control yesterday as they wrapped up the T20 series against Pakistan in the women's cricket with an eight-wicket win at Bloodstone Arena in Hobart. Their first at the venue in the format. Uh, Pakistan did eventually claim the crucial wickets of Meg Lanning for 31 and Beth Mooney for 46, but it came far too late as Australia cruised uh, to victory. So well done to Australia getting up over Pakistan. Coming up on at Breakfast with Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson after the news at 6am, uh, Mark Woodford will come on and preview a big weekend of final semi-finals and then the two finals at the Australian Open. And 
And Roosters great, Roosters legend Anthony Minicello will also join Jimmy Smith and James Magnus. And that's all after 6am. Queensland listers, you'll get the first hour of that before Patton Heels come along at 6am local time for you. I'm not here Monday. Matt Donald will look after things on Monday. I'll be back with you Tuesday. Chris Perkins, John Gallo to wrap up a big weekend of sport. Have a great weekend. Breakfast follows the news and I'll see you back here Tuesday morning from 5am.